This is Adam Hyman, and you're listening to my brother from another mother, Spike, on his podcast known as Backstage with Spike on Anchor FM. Who is that? my pants on just like the rest of you one leg at a time except once my pants are on i make gold records hey all right welcome backstage with spike episode 77 i'm here with my friend uh, dennis reed from this side of anarchy brother what's up what's happening hey good to, good to be on the show man thanks man hey it's great we finally get together we've been following another for quite a i would say a couple of years yeah. And uh, we never really got together. Really, never got to talk. Um, you're where out in you're out in L.A. Where are you? Yep, yep, Los Angeles. Very cool. How's the weather out there? Uh, it's been pretty decent lately. You know, forties in the morning, mid seventies in the afternoon. Beautiful. Yeah, we're starting we're starting to cool down here a little bit too. I'm, you know, in subtropics too, and now that winter's here, it gets down into the like sixties. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of nineties with a hundred percent humidity. Yeah, we've been having lots of winds out here. We get the Santa Anas that go up to 60, 70 miles an hour sometimes, and the trees are, like, blowing all over. Oh, wow. Do you get warning when that's coming, or is it just, like, yeah. kick up? Yeah, well, I mean, they tell you they're coming, but with all the mountains and everything, one, one you know, west part of the valley will be 70 miles an hour winds, and we're like, what winds? Well, I didn't get any winds here. <laughs> And then, you know, and then other, other times it's just all over the place. It's just crazy. That's wild. And I was talking with um, Tim, the lin- liminalist. I always get tongue-tied on that one. He's out in Arizona. He gets, like, those crazy, like, sandstorms and stuff right. that just kick up. And it's yeah, like, they, call, they call them haboobs. Haboobs? I don't know why, but... Fire <laughs> <laughs> blows! So, listen, I wanted to talk... Um, I know you, you you're doing stuff on your own now, but like back in the '80s, you were with uh, Three Women in Black, right? Um, Society right. Gone Mad, right? Uh, Man Can't Live. Um, right. What was what was the scene back in the '80s like? What was the clubs and the punk scene in LA back then? Must have been wild. Yeah, well, the '80s. We we're more in the '90s. Like we're I I, I moved out here in '87. Okay. <clears throat> so, but. I miss kind of the big mid eighties, early mid eighties heydays. But uh, the singer for Society, he was I think he was a teenager at the time, and uh, he was telling us all the stories. You know, when go downtown, see Black Flag, and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those were cool days. But 
Well, yeah, we're kind of kind of at the tail end of it, <clears throat> and uh, it, I mean, it was good. I mean, we played with bands like uh, Di and Pennywise and Offspring, No okay. Means No, stuff like that. Right, right. And uh, our drummer was acquainted with uh, Brent of Bad Religion, so our first record we recorded at his um, his studio. He was he was a mixer and engineer on that. Very cool. On our first record, so that that was that was really a learning experience. I was a New York City kid, so we used to go to CBGBs, mm-hmm. and but you know I was I was a heavy metal guy with the you know hair down to my waist and all that, mm-hmm. and we would play like CBGBs, like you know the first time you play, you used, you used to go out on your demo tape back then, you know, giving them to all the DJs, and then if they thought you were good enough, they'd bring in like on a Sunday, you know, for no money. And we'd go on like after Sunday, like was the Slam Fest with all like the all the hardcore punk bands mm-hmm. and like the skinheads and these guys had like you know the yellow laces and their combat boots, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting in the van with our hair down our waist, like hiding and waiting for like the crowd to thin out, you know, so we could start bringing our stuff in, you know. Right, right. Yeah, there was a big change in after the earthquake, really, because Hollywood was great. We used to play all the time in Hollywood. Right. At the place called Raji's, and then the earthquake. It was at the bottom of this hotel, in the basement, and it was a really cool club. We played there a lot, and the, the earthquake, you know, just tore down everything. So that was condemned, and they tore it down. And Hollywood now is just so, so it's a tourist, you know, it's just like Universal Studios basically now. Right, know, right, Boulevard. right. It's just, it's just, it's all tourists. There's no like coolness to it anymore. So with that but, being said, so now do you go out at all like at all? Do you visit any? Is there still like a scene happening? There's a scene, yeah, um, but uh, I can't. I can't go to shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you like? I don't know. For people that don't know, you know, uh, <laughs> me and Dennis were a little long in the tooth. You know, it's like. You know, it's like, you know, my son's friends, you know, it's like their band's going to like, you know, Spike, would you come and see us? You know, we're playing in North Fort Myers. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not driving a left to North Fort Myers. But I'm like, what time you guys go on? I go, oh, we go on at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's crazy. And, you know, it kind of made me mad because I was listening. I listened to the the show about Marky and Shocklore and All Taken. Yeah. And I was really mad that I'm the old guy now. I, I thought you guys were like, <laughs> you're like my age. You know, I just turned 60. You know, like, I mean, uh, 50, all right. I'm not too like, far behind. I'm 58. I know. You're like 58. My, my, my brother would be 58. I mean, he passed 14 years ago, but. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he would have been He would have been 58. And I'm like, damn, I'm the old guy again. I'm, I'm always the old guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, it, I don't know, but it's funny. Like, I used to feel that way too. It's like, I just, I don't give a rat's ass no more. I used to, you know, now like, I, I, I don't care. It's like, you know, we had, we had the hurricane, uh, you know, like a, a month ago. Long story short, I'm, I'm taking down the shutters after the hurricane. And my son's friends were over helping me. And they show up with their tools and stuff. And they're like, they're going, hey, Grandpa, what is that? The, the 12 volt uh, cordless drill you got? You know, they got like yeah. the newer tools. They're busting right. my balls. I'm like, dude, this fucking, this, this drill's older than you. And it still works. I so shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I know. But the, they're busting my balls. I know. Even in my twenties, I, I mean, uh, I've, I've always been the old guy. You know, felt at least a few years, except for a few instances. But 
Right. That, that's why my nickname was Gramps. I was like 25, 26. And okay. they're like, they're like in their, uh, you know, twenties. And I'm they're like, Oh, you're Gramps. Let's call you. And they go, Hey, Gramps. And I'm 20 now. I'm 25. So yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. the, the old responsible guy. <laughs> well, it's like McMaws, you know, from Motley Crue. He was like, I think he's like 10 years older than the rest of them or 12 years mm. older than the rest of them. Right. Yeah, they were in their like early twenties, I think, and he was like in his mid thirties. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, still, I've been in bands since since like not about eighty one. I think is when I started being in bands. So, so I've been doing it for a long time. I did it for as long as I can remember, and I I remember the last time, well, one of the last few times when I gave up actually playing like with bands and being in a band was. We did a show in like uh, Newark, New Jersey, which is like murder capital of the world. Uh, we played on a Wednesday night in um, Steel Mill Alley, which is like, I mean, it's, play, it's a hellhole. It's a war zone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was one of those things where like 18 bands are playing. We're going on at 11 o'clock. Now we're going on at 1230. Now we're going on at 1. Now we're going on at 2. There's three people left in the club. You know, and then the owner's like, you know, ah, noise ordinance, we got to stop you guys. Like, we just got on stage to go on. They're like, they shut us down. Yeah. You know, then the guy to drive me home, he's drunk. It's like, you know what? I was like, I'm done with this shit. I mean, I had a good job at the time. I'm like, you know, I love music. And, you know, I I got away from it for four or five, six (laughs) years. And then, you know, I got back to it. But I would never go back to that whole, you know, me and you got to drive three hours now to go do a gig, you know, for no money in front of five people. No, I'm not uh-huh. interested. Yeah, it pretty much sounds like how, how we ended almost. It was mm-hmm. just like driving far away, and I think it was this party at this house, and then it got shut down, and we're like, you know what? We've been doing this for 10 years, and it's just like <laughs> the same, yeah. same freaking crap, and it's like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I, I It's in me, and I'll always do it, but... I enjoy now going in the studio. And even when I first started, you know, this band, you know, I had, you know, drummer and everything, you know, who's a, a FBI agent and, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And this other guy, he's on the board of directors for a company, so he can't have his picture taken, you know. So, and we had fun, but then I wanted to get heavier. They didn't want to do the heaviest stuff. I was like, you know what? I'll just do it on my own. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stop it, you know. So are you doing it? With that being said, though, are, are you totally you know, on your own, or do you have anybody else, like, you know, filling in and doing other instruments and stuff? No. As Decided of Anarchy, it's just me. I've recently done a few collaborations, but, I mean, my Decided of Anarchy stuff, it's all me. Very cool. So, like, Uh-oh. when when you're, when you're doing, like, so are you using drum programs, or are you actually yeah. playing the drums? Yeah, I'm doing uh, Session Drummer 3 through the Cakewalk Sonar. Okay. Yeah, I or used to. Um, used to well, it used to be it's Cakewalk by Band Lab now. It used to be Sonar, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm using the I, um, that Superior Drummer stuff. I mean, I think it's excellent. That uh, uh, Tune Tracks, it's called. Hmm. Yeah, there's a few good ones out there, but I've I've got uh, I got my Session Drummer Three dialed down. I think I like it. So, like, I noticed that gorgeous carving amp you got there behind you. Are you micing up your amp? Do you use plugins? I use all, all, uh, um, I use Amplitube. That's what I use. Okay, it's yeah. All, all, uh, what do you call it? What's the word? Sims. Amp yeah, Sims. The VSTs, there you go. yeah. yeah I, old. Amp Sims. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the hell is that again? What was it called? 
what's really funny like what's, now again to show how old i am it's like you know if you buy an amplifier it's a physical thing whatever you paid for it there it is you know if you don't want it you could turn around and sell it tomorrow right. i just found out how like you know i'm buying amplitude for like 500 bucks and it's not something tangible you know what i'm saying it's like right. it's yeah. something that's virtual in my computer now it's like then i'm I'm like, well, if my computer craps out, am I screwed? They're like, no, you get a couple more downloads and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know. But the the funny part was, like I said, I paid $500 for Amplitude. I'm using that. Uh, I don't know if you know, uh, um, uh, oh, shoot, Ryan Bruce uh, Fluff. He's got a free thing out called Amps Roots. Mm. The thing is awesome, and it's yeah. free. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, uh, most of the stuff I use the free stuff on Amplitude. I, I I I bought a few things, but most of the stuff has been free. So right. I, I mean, it just it's amazing how much free stuff is actually really good. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you using now for when you're recording? Like, what what door are you using? Like, what program? Yeah, it's Cakewalk by Band Cakewalk. Lab. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm using Reaper. It's something I started out with. I just got used to it, and there's no way I can bring myself to my age to start learning something else now. Right. I mean, I started out with, uh, way back in 2002, it was, uh, I think it was just called Cakewalk Home Studio 2002. That's where I started out, and then and then I just kept buying all the upgrades and got better and better, and then went into Sonar, and then and then Gibson screwed everybody up, and they bought it, and they shut it down. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, I was pissed Why? off, man. And they're like, all right, can. we're, we're going to buy it. We're going to make it good. And all of a sudden, oh, we're just quick. Can, You're like, what do. the hell? And, if we lift our heel, and then I guess now, some, just you know, I guess BandLab, like, bought most of the software and, and everything, so they, they, were, they were able to keep it going pretty good. But right. during that period, I tried the, the Studio One and I, I still don't, I still can't figure out what happened. I mean, I I recorded, I did everything, I transferred all my EQ settings and everything. I'm like, okay, 400 hertz, 400 hertz, and everything, and right, it just sounded dead. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> really? And then I, I worked, worked for it for like a year, and then and then that was like during the transition. Then Kickwalk by Bandlab, you know, they they came out, they. Once after it was gone, they it was gone for like a year, and then they came back with it. Right. So I just took all those files right from Studio One, all the all the WAV files, put it in my sonar. It was like night and day to me. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just. I just I just went through now. I changed over computers. My other computer was about twelve mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. I was backing everything up because I knew it was going to crap out sooner or later, but I was dreading this. First, of all, I didn't want to spend the money on a new computer. Right. And secondly, I was so afraid of like, am I even backing up the stuff right? Like, I don't want to lose I, this, I you know? I miss something. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So, you know, I bought a new computer now, you know, how to you know, <laughs> tell the wife I spent $1,700 on a fucking computer, you mm-hmm. know? And but luckily I got everything transferred over. It all it yeah. went okay. I re-put in my, you know my uh midi controller and all that stuff i was like i don't know what i'm doing my son he's records in here too so mm-hmm. you know he helped me out a little bit too but i was so nervous that like this was just gonna be a mess that i'm gonna ruin and or lose everything suck. right because i don't know about you but i save snip like i have like so much like stuff on oh, the shelf too. i save all that stuff oh me too i save everything like a grandfather in the garage who saves nuts and bolts you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. for 20 years i yep. save all these little riffs and ideas right. yep 
So listen, I want to play a song before we get too far into this. Um, Lemmy, um, what could you tell me about this? Well, uh, it's about the dude from Motorhead, Lemmy. I have no idea how I came up with it. Just shit pops in your head. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. said, you know what? Yeah, but you know what? It might have been. Uh, I don't know. It's maybe a little morbid, but considering on our back fence is a is a graveyard, and I mean the whole our whole backyard is. There's a graveyard. Oh, cool. <laughs> There's a graveyard in our backyard, basically. Must be nice and quiet. That's cool. Yeah, you got quiet neighbors. Definitely. But, uh, it's actually pretty noisy, kind of. Sometimes during the day, because Mexicans have uh, traditions where they have a beer with their dead relatives. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And they, like, they have mariachis back there and parties oh, and bar- barbecues. And you should people, film that. Put that in a video. People peeing on my back fence. My wife's looking out the w- kitchen window and they're like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> on back fence. oh, oh man. Oh, he should videotape that. You got to put that in a video, man. Uh, <laughs> those anyway, but anyway uh, getting back to the Lemmy thing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, Forest Lawn, the, a lot of famous people. There's actually in our backyard, um, about 2,000 feet from my backyard, is um, uh, Oliver Hardy. He's buried back there. Oh, wow. The, the teacher from Andy Griffiths. Anita Corsalt, that you know, he's the teacher that he married her later. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And Andy Griffiths, she's buried back there. Oh wow! Uh, the the lady from uh, the mother from um, Petticoat Junction, she's buried back there. Oh wow! <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I got I got good neighbors. Those are my yeah. neighbors. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got you're rubbing elbows with the celebrities. All right, uh, on the Hollywood Hills, there's a forest lawn mortuary too. So. Uh, I can't remember. I was Googling something, I think. And then right. all of a sudden, you know, I kind of looked, and I'm like, oh, wow, look at it. There's, like, a bunch of stars in that one area. It was, like, Lemmy's grave. So I went and took a picture of and stood by Lemmy's grave where he was buried over there. So, I'm, so I guess maybe that from that, I said, yeah, maybe I'll write a song about him. So Very cool. So I just started tuning up the bass, and, and well, that's kind of why I got the bass, too. I know that's one of your questions later. but Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got the bass. Got I got the so I got an Ampeg in my sim, and then I put it through a Marshall. Also, you can have run two. You can run them. You know, yeah, sure. Two amps. Yep. Got the distortion, so I kind of tried to dial in his sound. So very and just, cool. And then I just know his story, and I just wrote the lyrics about you know how he went from Hawkwind to Motorhead and all that stuff. And since it was a special song about Lemmy, I wanted to do something special for the backups. I usually do it myself, but I figured I'd enlist some some of my friends. Uh, the Sound Ninja did some. Chris from My Latest Failure, Nizza from Demon Scar, and John Warwick. I sent them uh, the file, and they did some backups and sent them back to me, and it turned out great. Yeah, a lot of people don't know he was a guitar player is what he started out as, and when he started playing yeah. bass, he was playing chords. Right. He was playing his bass like it was a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. All right, so without any further ado, we're going to play Lemmy uh, by This Side of Anarchy. Check it out.
his life to the full on the way to the grave Lived his life with no excuse Iron horse born to lose So listen, um, you brought it up before. I love ricking back of basses. Uh, I got a Fender Aerodyne. Um, I got a couple of Squires. Um, I love, 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 love your ricking back of bass. What could you tell me about that? How long have you had that one? I have had that about two or three years, I think. You have round wounds or flat wounds on that, the strings? Probably round. Round, okay. I know yeah. some. I know uh, some guys I'm, put the flats. I don't like it. Sounds too dead. I, I, I'm kind of lame. I don't think I've changed the strings on them. I, I would have. I bought it and I just been playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't, did you buy it new or used? Uh, I think it was used. It okay. was very lightly, very very lightly used. Right. I got get the guitar center and the used section, but it was a good. It was a good bass. Yeah, my. Because, you know, when I was into Rush in the you know, 70s when I first started listening on the, you know, music and started real playing, but, you know, Getty's bass was like, that was like, you know, on the, the first live album, All the World's a Stage. I love that bass. I was Rick never Pat. a big Rush fan, but, yeah. I mean, there's a, quite a few songs that I do like. I mean, I love, like, Passage to Bangkok. I like, like, the older stuff. Um just the sound they used to get was incredible, and especially and Getty Lee's bass sound was just incredible. And that's oh yeah, that's what always made me fall in love with that. I was listening to uh, Farewell to Kings today or yesterday, and man, that the bass sound on that is just fucking awesome. Yeah, I love, it's just like man, just kicks ass. Yeah, I mean, I like I like everything from Rush to like about eighty two after after Moving Pictures. Uh, they they lost me. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, quite a few bands stupid, lost me too after a while. Stupid white white cover with the fire hydrant and the dog peeing on it or something. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Sub- and subdivisions. I can't stand that song. Yeah, I mean, what was Subdiv- it? There? <laughs> subdivisions. <laughs> Shut up. Was it one of the concerts? Didn't they have like washing machines on stage instead of ramps? That like. 25 uh-huh. washing machines. I'm like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So I know you do. So you, oh, you've been doing some collaborations. Um, you got some, uh, what's some of your more memorable ones? Well, uh, I've done, I've really done one right now that okay. I've completed. Uh, right. I did one with Pharmacide that we haven't finished yet. Okay. He's having, he's been having personal issues. Yeah, I was going to say, how is he doing? I mean, I used to see him on the scene. Now I haven't seen him tweeting I mean, or he's, anything. He's he's hanging in there. He wasn't doing too good in L.A. And then he just moved back to, uh, I think, Delaware, somewhere back east. Oh, okay, so he moved. So, so he just moved and, you know, he's been having a hard time trying to get everything and he's got everything pretty much done. All we really were going to do out here is he was going to come over and do the backups, but of course he moved away. But right, right. 
and he said he wants he's got a place for his acoustic kit now and he's wants to work on getting that recorded and wants to try it with that so right you know you're saying it's a you know people taking a long time sometimes stuff happens so yeah, yeah, but, yeah I, mean, I, 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 I forget that no matter how old we get, they're all they're musicians. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah, I mean, so is whenever he's ready, the song's there. I'm gonna do it. And I did one with uh, the Sound Ninja. Okay, yeah, we did that one. Uh, you know, they usually have songs about Mondays and Fridays. So I was have a song about Wednesdays. So he had a, he's called Hump Day and having to get, you know, getting over the hump and have some beer and have some, have a midweek party to finish out the week. Right, right. <laughs> so we got that one going. And right now, the Tom from The Secret Weasels, we're, we're doing one. He sent me all the files and I'm working on the music right now. Okay. Very so, cool. It's my collabs. And I got a few other people I want to contact. So whenever I have time between work and my stuff and their stuff and right right our stuff and <laughs> <laughs> i i look at it this way and i've said it a million times it's like i know and i'm not, i'm not gonna get rich i'm not gonna get famous doing this so the only thing that's left to keep me doing it's fun and if it's not fun then i stop you know yep yep definitely i mean that's about all all, all we could hope to get out of it at this point is you know what i'm saying at least having a good yep. time and if it starts yep. becoming like you know you're pulling teeth then you might, might as well might as well give it up then. So I wanted to ask you a question. You have um, on your Spotify um, bio, uh, you have something there that you know, and it, and I like it. it. It meant something to me. Uh, you have something to the effect of like uh, this, you know, uh, this generation now of memes and self help gurus, and it gets you angrier, like. I don't know about you, but like to me, like I just think this whole social media thing, for the most part, is it's just it's it's a pile of horse shit. I mean, yeah. like you said, everything's a joke, everything's a meme. There's a lot of serious things out there. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but you know, everything is up for grabs as far as making a joke of it. And um, you know, you go on TikTok, dude. It's just you talk about self, you know. Uh, just total self promotion of like um it's it's just it's horrible it's hideous i know yeah i this probably four months ago maybe i was like uh maybe i'll try a tiktok and everybody says it's good and you know demon scar was on there doing stuff and mm-hmm. of other people and i set up the account and then it kept wanting me to do you like this video? Swipe this way. I think that's what it was. Or yeah, yes yeah. or no, yes or no, yes or no. No. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, Hell no, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? This I'm is like, fun, isn't it? <laughs> I think I posted one video of like me telling me who I am, and I'm like, all right. Right, right. I, I deleted it from my app, and... You hear about all the stuff from China, and I'm like, uh, I don't like this Chinese crap. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm with you I'm with like, that. Uh, uh, I'm like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't need it. I just can't believe, you know, it's like you, you start scrolling through it, and it's like what I noticed with this too. It's like if you if you watch the video, even if you if you don't like it, you're watching it out of total being dumbfounded at what you're looking at. It thinks you like it, so it shows you more of that. I mean, I'm getting stuff now at like. 
you know, like amputees and like like all just like weirdo whacked out shit. You know, it's like, what is this? It's just it's retarded. Then you start getting just, you know, the girls half naked and the makeup and, you know, it's like the cosplay stuff. It's like, like you said, no, 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 no. Then you're like, wait, what the hell is that? No, you know, it's like, come on, man. And, and I don't know about you, but on on Twitter, I'm starting to get now all these feeds of like these, you know, um, what is that? You know, you, 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 you pay stuff. These people out of doing it's like, you know, if you want to see naked pictures of me, you know, you could press this button and, you know, get to my website and you could sign up. It's like, but I'm getting that's all it's on my feed and I'm not getting you guys anymore. I'm not getting my friends and like all the music stuff I was. I'm getting all this other junk. Huh. Yeah, everybody, a lot of people are complaining, but uh, mine seems all right to me right now. Anyway, I'm still know. getting, I'm still getting everybody's, and there's a couple, uh, couple bands I'm getting more stuff from. So uh, I don't know. I don't get all this junk. <laughs> then my buddy's like, "What, well, dude? Did you stop looking at that crap and you keep cutting it?" I'm like, "I'm not looking. Help! But it's coming up on my feet. How can I not look at it? You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> it's there. What am I going to do? Oh, man. So, listen, um, your latest uh, album you put out, I, I want to talk about uh, Wolves in the Graveyard. Um, now, did you have, you had a friend or somebody do the artwork for you for that? Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, it's this girl that uh, followed me on Instagram a few years back, I think. And, uh, you know, I, I liked her art, you know, followed each other, and then I bought a few of her art things. And then uh, one of the things was really cool. I said, man, that would be a really good album cover. So I had this other, I searched the uh, some of the free art sites, and I had this, like, this idea of what I wanted. So I wanted to combine hers, what she had there. Can you combine what you had there with, you know, this thing? Okay. So I, I had her do that for... Um, I EP in Satany, so she did that one, and then you know she posts stuff, and then I uh, saw that she drew the skateboard guy, a skeleton skateboard guy. I'm like, oh well, that's kind of cool. Right, so right. then, so then for since I like that, and then actually the I found a piece of art from an old Society Gone Mad, you know, file, and I thought. Our bass player drew it, so I called. So I sent him, sent him a copy, and uh, he said, "No, dude, I didn't draw that." And then he saw in the corner, I, I missed it, and there's some name on there, and we had no idea who the hell it was. So I'm guessing it was somebody that just knew we were out there, and you know, hey, here's some artwork, you know. But I have, I have no idea who it is now. That was like 20 years ago. <laughs> So I'm like, I can't use this. So, you know, so so I wanted the combination of what that art would look like. It was like a, a skeleton guy with like a mohawk with, bo- you know, bones on it. And it okay. Like kind of a grimacing face. And I said, can you do something like that with the skeleton guy? So she kind of combined those two and made that skeleton guy that's on the, that's on the cover. Very cool. So... Yeah, and it I mean it turns out she's like a few miles from where I grew up. Oh she wow. like lives, she like lives around I I went and met her on at the, over the summer when I was going back home to see my parents. 
or my dad, because my mom passed a few years ago, um, and see some friends back back in Ohio. So yeah, she lived a few miles from my high school. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did I tell you her name? It's Kat, Kat Hendrickson. She goes by Silent Stage Punk on Instagram if anybody wants to okay. check, check her out. But yeah, she's actually, um, well, I actually wanted to do, because um, I listened to, the other, listened to some of your other shows. I know you don't like albums and EPs, or you you don't think that's the way to go, because I see you do mainly singles. Yeah, and then I combine uh, them as a compilation album as yet another hit, you know? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I scrolled through your thing on Bandcamp, and it was just like too much for me. I'm like... <laughs> confusing I'm like the single single wizard you know, they're all scroll. singles on Bandcamp. Yeah. that's all i drop is yeah. singles yeah so i'm like uh i don't even anyway to each his own as they say but my my thing is i'm doing it's what i've done i did my first album and then i decided to do ep ep and then have a, you know enough for another ep but put the previous two eps right that's kind of what I'm doing. Then I did another EP, EP, and I can't hear any of the few. Then last one was No Heroes. So now this is the first EP of the next. I'm kind of doing it as a trilogy. Okay. So I'm doing, this is the first EP, Wolves in the Graveyard. So the second one is going to be, I just went to um, Arizona and went to like around Tucson area. And the, the, the saguaro cactuses. And I love those things, man. I love it. So as we were driving around, I'm like, oh, man. I just stopped and taking pictures and stuff. I'm like, oh, man. I just can't hear to me. It's, it's, I'm going to write the, the next album. Our next EP is going to be uh, Skating Among the Swaros. Ah, I like that. That's pretty <laughs> so, cool. So that's that's the next EP that I'm working on right now. And she was going to do the three albums with that skateboard guy on it you know right but i already knew what i wanted for this one so i took i wanted to send her uh, uh you know kind of what i wanted her to draw so i took like three pictures and mashed them up and everything and and did the uh the the the, the filter so it was like i wanted it okay and i had to tell her sorry because that's exactly what i want <laughs> Oh, really? Came out that you did it yourself, right? I was like, there's nothing you can do because the the mock-up was good enough. That's my going to be my cover. It's like, what was that, Bob Ross? Happy accidents, you know? I know. Like, well, I'm sorry. You know, I, yeah, she's going to get credit for the skateboard guy. You know, I took yeah, yeah. Guy and put him there. You know, definitely going to give her credit for that. But you know, have you thought about maybe the skateboard guy becoming like your mascot? Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's what he does become. Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't, if you look at Society Gone Mad, we have a mascot there too. So it's kind of a similar. He was like a straight gag jacket guy. So, yeah. so this is going to be my mascot now as the skateboard guy. Actually, talking about Mary, we were talking about pics right. through uh, through Twitter. Yeah, I, I, had yeah. some, I had some made. Oh, did a skateboard, you? Skateboard guy on there, and then my name. So I saw you some when I get him. Oh, okay, we're very cool. To get him, supposed to get him the first week of December, I think. Did you go? I'm because I got the sticker on my refrigerator here. Pick World is that where you went? Yeah, that's yeah. where I went. Yeah, like your, I like I said, on your, um, on your recommendation. Yeah, I mean they did a good <laughs> job. I don't use the. I mean, I actually use, um, you know, I use Tortex. I use the Flow 1.5. I use mm. really, really, really thick picks. 
Um, so those. I, I use Tortex regular, but, you know, 1.0 is what I usually use. Yeah, these are 1.5s I'm up to now. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, the other ones were a gift, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like I I can't play them. They're way too thin for me. So I right. use them for souvenirs. I made earrings. I give them out. I sell them as earrings, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and stuff like that. But um, it's quality work. They do a nice, nice job. So we were talking about Wolves in the Graveyard. Um, what could you tell me so about the title track? I want to play that next. Well, as I said, there's a graveyard in our backyard. And the, the, I guess they're actually coyotes. Yeah, yeah. Come down, come down from the mountain, and we see them back there. And I don't know why. I don't know whether I got confused because I'm old or whatever, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> mixed up your medication. <laughs> but anyway, I I said, you know, wolves in the graveyard sounds better than coyotes in the graveyard. So oh so yeah, better. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the coyotes change them to wolves, and I go, oh, that's a good name for a song, Wolves in the Graveyard. So I've had that in my head for like two or three years. Right, right. So then I just had a riff and came up with double bass, and it's a little more heavy metal type song than, than punk, but right. But uh, I thought it was good, and it came out good, and I like it. I love when you do that. Like I've I've come up with stuff too. Like you say, like a title or a name, and you're like, "That's really cool. I got to do something with that." And you save it, you save it, you save it, and then you do it and you put it out. And you're like, "Well, you're ready to you know you you revisit and you go, that wasn't so great." You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was what you got. But oh, I'm yeah. just saying, I've done it too. Like I've had riffs that I'm like, you know, I go back and visit after a while that I thought was awesome, and then I'm like, "That's not so good." <laughs> it's yeah. Like you know, forget. It, I'm gonna drop it. Yep, I have those too. Yep. I've I've had the opposite too. I, I mean, I pick up the guitar and I play the same riff over and over again, but I never make it into a song. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is a cool song. I should do something with it, but it's like, I'm just playing around with it. And I'm like, <laughs> I got one whole song that I've been playing for probably the past ten or eleven years. I never recorded or fi- like a fi- I can never decide on how exactly I want to finish it, but so I haven't recorded. I'm like, for yeah. once already, I should just record this thing and put it the hell out. Good, bad, or indifferent. Just get it off my. Right. Out of my head, you know? Right. All right, so we're going to play Wolves in the Graveyard. I'll be right back. There's wolves in the graveyard. Watch out! There's wolves in the graveyard. Watch out! 
Dennis, uh, I got a new game here. We're gonna play. I don't know if you're familiar on the show, but you know we I play a couple of games with the with the guests. Um, yeah, I heard some of them on the on the other shows on the here. I played this one, I think, like about maybe 20 episodes ago. I call it the fastest three. I'm going to ask you three random questions. Don't need to dig, you know, dig deep into it. Just give me your answer. What comes to the top of your head, okay? All right. Remember, there's no wrong answers here. Um, first one. What would you say is the worst day in your musical career? Probably when Society Got Mad ended. That was, I mean, even though it was stressful and and uh heartbreaking and you know we're at the end of our ropes it's still it was a good it was a good band good friends are you still friends with them now oh yeah yeah we we talk all the time we see every couple years we get together Um, yeah i'm I'm friends with all the band members i've been in are those guys uh, are they still playing them any of them or no I think I think the drummer is. He moved up to, I believe, Portland. I think. And I think he's still. I don't think he's in a punk band though. He's playing some blues or something. Right. Some jazz or I don't know what he's doing. But. But yeah, the other two. No, they're not doing anything. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite guitar or bass? My favorite guitar is my. Uh, uh, Samic Avion by Greg Bennett. That's a good guitar. Very cool. And my, my friend, uh, I was in a band when I was uh, in the mid 80s in Columbus, heavy metal band. I'm still friends with him. He told me that this is a good guitar, so I found one and, and, and played it. I'm like, wow, it's a good guitar. So I found one on uh, Reverb, I think. Okay. 300, 300 bucks. Man, it is a good guitar. Dude, I got an Epiphone. I paid four fifty for it. It's an Epiphone. I bought a brand new. It's an Epiphone Les Paul Studio. The thing is incredible. The intonation is perfect. I mean, just the action. It's a great guitar. I mean, I I be, I, I soured on Gibson a long time ago. Yeah, I I I, I don't believe in expensive guitars. I mean, all most of my guitars are probably under three hundred bucks. Right. Right. So I mean, there's there's no there's, I don't think there's any reason. Well, that's the punk way anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not gonna go on stage. You know, the you know. the the I've seen a lot of things on this. Even like uh, I forget where it was. Somebody was it Eric Clapton or something? I mean, any guitar player like Eric Clapton can pick up a guitar, no matter what it is. It'll sound like Eric Clapton. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's in you and the, your expressions and your way you hit the pick and the way you, it's it's the player really the guitar right. is just like the what goes through but you know Mick Mars picking up my, any of my guitars is gonna sound like Mick Mars right so. right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean and then my and then he also just gave me this, this same friend Sam he's uh not doing too well health wise. So he, when I went back this summer, he wanted to, he wanted to give me another of his Samix, um, one one of his Samix. It's like an SG shape, a Torino. Okay. So I picked that up as a an early inheritance, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's one he way said, of looking he, at it. He said he wanted to give me that before he left. So the only thing I don't that I get snobby about a guitar is it's not so much the price, but 
It's got to be intonated and it's got to stay in freaking tune. I mean, that right. drives me nuts. Yeah. You yeah. buy somebody's guitars and it's like, like, um, you know, I, I sent back a Jackson that I have, and you know, the opposite you're saying. I mean, I spent twelve hundred dollars on this Jackson, mm-hmm. and it, it, the tuning keys, which it would not stay in tune. Mm. Or it's one of those ones you turn it, turn it, turn it, nothing, nothing. All of a sudden, right. whoop, all of a sudden you're up like three cents. It's like, what the right. hell? No, right. that's to me is it's got to right. be intonated or stay in, in tune. Um, you know, that that's my right. main thing. And my and my third best guitar is uh, the ESP. Um, what's the number? S S ten M ten M ten. Okay. Hundred and ten bucks. Really? That kick ass guitar. Yeah. Well, have you looked into the Holly Bettons at all? Everybody's going crazy over these Holly Bettons from Tomans in Germany. I mm-hmm. mean, Holly Bettons got guitars for under two hundred dollars, and people like mm-hmm. it's awesome that they're going crazy over it. Yeah, I know. Uh, Med some Demon Scar bought one. He bought the Telecaster uh, uh, shaped uh, guitar. He said, it, mm-hmm. I, "I don't know. I think he paid like two fifty for it." He said it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I got a my most expensive one's a Epiphone twelve seventy five double neck. Oh, you have that. Yeah, I always fantasized about that. I, know. I have no need that, or reason that, for it, but I always wanted. My son was. Since early teens, and so it must have been 10, 15 years ago, we are in Guitar Center, and there was one sitting there right when we walked in, used 600 bucks. Wow. I was like, man, I should get it. No, I didn't have the money, you know. Right. I passed on it. I regretted that so much. I regretted that every day. Yeah. And, and I don't know, and then, then they came out they remade them to brand new ones. So I'm like, all right, I'm a little older. I'm getting it. <laughs> what, co- what color did you get? It's white, white. White. Yeah. I like Alex. I like Alex license. That was my other guitar. Yeah. And you know, the rush, the red Rickenbacker. And then the, the double neck, white double neck. I don't, I don't like the red ones for some reason. I like that. No, the I red like ones the, like played out, you know, I mean, uh, I like, the guy from I like the, the Eagles, white. I forgot his name's escaping me, but I know in the Eagles hotel, California, yeah. he's playing the white right. double neck. Yeah, I just think the white is so classy. I, I like white guitars, especially yeah, like with, with black like hardware or mm-hmm. you know black appointments. Right. Yeah, that was like twelve hundred bucks, I think. So, but it's not that good of a guitar. It doesn't play very good. It's, no. It, and it's it heavy as hell, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero heavy. <laughs> I mean, it, it's decent, but it, you know, twelve hundred bucks is. I got other guitars that play better. Oh yeah. And sound better. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one here would be what do you find to be the most annoying part of making music or your least favorite you know task as far as what what, what, what we do here with making the music you mean making it or the whole whatever's involved you know what's your least like favorite prom- part of the aspect of like creating like putting out music yeah whether it's promoting whether it's mixing yeah. promoting i hate promoting I find now I'm spending probably 60% of my time promoting as to 40% of actually like working on music. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like two, see, two years ago, I think I spent a lot of time promoting. I doubled my, 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 you know, sales or whatever you want to call it. Double my out, double my income. Right. And it still wasn't, 
that much. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I did all this work for <laughs> this, this, sir. I got it to double digits. I was almost up to a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, yeah, I, I, you know, went 100% from 10 to 20 bucks. Woo! I did all this work for an extra 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's what, and that's because that's what I discuss with a lot of other musicians. It's like, well, what do you want to get out of this? Are you just doing it for fun and putting it out there? You know, do you want to become famous? You know, I, you know, so then that's what kind of work you have to put into it. Cause like a lot of people I know are just like, you know what? I write it, I put it out, I don't even look back at it. They don't care, you know? That's fine, pretty much me. Yeah. I mean, I care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care about making money out of it, but it's like, you know, uh, you know, I want to get it out there. I want people to see it and check it out. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, though, a lot of these bands like fake their stuff. All these artists fake it. They're like, um, you know, they pay these these people to play their music for them. They get on these playlists and stuff. It's like I want honest numbers. I really want to know what song is doing well and which one right. is not. You know. Right. Just speaking of which, do you distribute through? Are you like CD baby or do you use uh, DistroKid? Yeah, I'm a CD baby guy. Okay, I could use DistroKid. <clears throat> yeah, I can't get past the monthly. The monthly. Well, there's no monthly fee. It's it's twenty dollars a year. That's it. Well, I, th- I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still a, every year. Yeah. Well, um, CD baby, they charge you up per song, right? As you put them out. Your song or album. Okay. They have either one, whatever you want. So. And, uh, and it's just it's just a one time fee forever. So if I die, it's done. It's it's all it's all out there. I don't have to do anything. And that's it's out, it. there, out there forever. I <laughs> 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 don't, don't have to pay for every year. Right, right. And yeah, so, I mean they have that a district kid too. If you want to quit and stop, well, that's but a then, legacy but, but, thing. Yeah, you got to pay for that then, too. But then you got to pay the same amount as CD Baby. So I'm like, well, why don't you just do CD Baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm one of those, it's like I, I, I discovered DistroKid first and I started using mm-hmm. it, you know, so I'm the type, like if something is working, I'm not going to change over yeah. just for the sake of changing over. It's what I use, right. you know. Now, if I got stupid, right. you know, or it shut down, right. then I'd have to change over. But I know right. a lot of people like to test the waters and try something else. Like I know some guys that like we were talking before, you know, about our door, you know, they got three or four different recording systems. It's like, dude, I'm lucky I learned this one. You know, I'm not yeah. about. Yeah. Just start trying to learn something new. You crazy? No right. way. No right. way. What I wanted to talk about um, is I noticed like your your first album you put out uh, was called 1917 and you put that out in like 2013. Um, and one of the things I appreciate about your music is like even your newest release out now, Wolves in the Graveyard, you never strayed from your formula or never strayed from your sound. Like it's... It's you, you're true to what you did back in 2013. And I think that's really hard to do. And I, I really think that's really cool. I mean, you know, it's 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 the same. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't changed. And I think that's great. Uh, thank you. That's just me. I mean, if you listen to some of this early society stuff, it's going to be the same. <laughs> so right. it's been doing that for longer than that. For like since like 88. Right. That's been my sound which i mean it's it's because it's like you listen like you know the ramones it always sounded you know you knew it was the ramones right. you know you listen to iron maiden you know it's iron maiden you know what i'm saying right. it's like they don't you didn't stray from like you know from from yourself and i think that's really mm-hmm. cool and i think that's very hard to do so i was wondering do you do that consciously or that's just the way it comes out that's it man it's just the way it comes out very cool 
Very cool. Just the way it comes out. It's I do what I do. <laughs> um, I, I know, it's, I've got other stuff too. Uh, in 2010, I because after society ended, I took a break, and then slowly got back into it, and I was doing more. I was getting away from the punk and kind of do more other stuff. So okay. I have a I had a ding thing because my my nickname was Gramps. So right. I had this band that I called Gramps Dot Doc since the internet thing was booming. So everything was dot dot right. com. So I figured my other nickname was Doc because I would sign everything Dr. Okay. DR. So they said, "Oh, Doc." So yeah, I yeah, got yeah. <laughs> so. So uh, I got an album under Gramps.doc, which I didn't like the name anymore. So now I'm calling it Today's Nightmare. So Okay, so I'm, is that on Spotify also? Yeah, yeah. So check out, it's under Gramps.doc on Spotify. Very cool. Right, check it out. And it's, it's avant-garde. It's got pretty much every kind of music. I mean, it's got a harpsichord tune. It's got a synthesizer tune, got a couple of punk tunes, a heavy metal tune, some rock tunes. Very cool. Uh, it's got the song I wrote my wife when we met. It's got a song I think about my when my brother died. Oh wow! So you check that out. I like to keep the punk stuff punk because see that as I was getting back into writing, right? Just, the punk stuff just came kept coming back more and more. Right. But see, that's what I have to say. What I think is very good. What you did is you, you kept it separate and there's, there's nothing wrong with like, you know, you know, playing punk rock and, you know, writing a bunch of blues songs, you know what I'm saying? But then like what you did with your stuff is you made it a separate entity. I know. Yeah. Nah. So, I mean, I've got like six songs that I'm almost done with that is just sitting there on the back burner. I have to like touch up the lead a little bit. And it's like a total blues thing. And I'm like, right. And then, and then the one the collab I'm doing with uh, Tom from the Secret Weasels is not really punk. It's just kind of he came up with the bass line, and I would say the guitar is kind of jazzy, bluesy kind of thing. Okay, it's got some kind of weird middle part that I'm gonna make some kind of weird blues lead to. So I don't know. This is like a we'll see what happens. <laughs> But that's one of the things that's great, though, too, about, like, being independent, not signed to a record label. You know what I'm saying? You could do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, not to criticize anybody, but, it's, you know, some of the other bands I heard on your show that they, they like, and I've heard other bands do this, is like, they want to sound like this. And I'm like, I, I've never done that. Yeah. You know, I want to sound like a Led Zeppelin song or, or uh, this song. And like, I want to write like something that sounds like the Beatles. I just, I pick up the guitar and it comes out. That's, that's my, that's my formula. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do the same thing too. I, I, I know. I don't like, I want to write the blues song now and I want it to sound like this song. I'm yeah. Like, it's got to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I just pick up the guitar and play. <laughs> and that's, that's my formula. But uh, sort of like what you say, no, and, and a different view of it is people can't help though, but to associate what they hear to what they're familiar with. Um, like I don't care, and it's uh, I do like you do. I just I play it, I put it out. It is what it is. Um, 
But if people say, oh, that sounds like Lamb of God, or, you know, that sounds like, that's cool. If that's what you think it sounds like, you know, I'm not trying to imitate them. If that's what you think it sounds like, you know, a couple of people, my last couple of songs, like, dude, it sounds like hate breed. I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? But I know other musicians who get mad when you do that. They get insulted. It's like, no, it's not hate breed. It doesn't sound like, it's, dude, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's people, it's their interpretation of what they're hearing. That for some reason, the, the most comment I've got is like, I sound a little bit like Megadeth. Okay. If they went punk, if they went punk or something. Right. So I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Okay>. all right. <laughs> I always, when people say that to me, like, like you know, my like people be in the studio and they're like, oh, dude, is that, what is that? You knew it? Yeah, it's something I'm working on. They're like, you know, dude, it sounds like, um, it's like, uh, it sounds like hardcore grindcore, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't even know what you're talking about, all these <laughs> sub, sub, sub genres that just popped up last week. And then I always say to them, I go, one question, do you like it? Oh, yeah, no, it's awesome. Okay, that's all I give a shit about. You think it's good? Okay, cool, you know? And, you know, I've had, uh, you know, like you get the young kids in here singing and they're like, do you want me to sing it's more like deathcore or more like grindcore? I'm like, I mean, you sing it like a singer. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck are you even talking about? You know, I don't know what half of that shit is. Metalcore, grindcore, hardcore, deathcore. Yeah. Dude, back in my day, you had, you had, you had, you know, hard rock, you had heavy metal, you had pop, top 40, you had punk. Yeah. You know, it's so... But yep. then you get into punk, it's like, well, what punk is it? You know, and that is all these different sub-genres of it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting too old, man. <laughs> I just want it to sound good. That's all I give a shit about at this point. So uh, you don't uh, you don't have any plans of playing out at all, do you? No. I mean, I probably would if I got the right amount of, you know, the right kind of people, but right. I just... Sometimes I get the urge, but then my memory kicks in. Is like you got to lug everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> you sit there, carry that freaking car, like, sitting carry behind the, you, carry the stuff, and you're like, ah. <laughs> no, my luck, it's upstairs. You know what I'm yeah. It's funny because here on the island, you know, there's I used to book the entertainment for the restaurants, and it's like you know, you know, two piece bands, or basically you got people that could sing, and they have the backing tracks like karaoke almost, and they sing the Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett. They make themselves 400 bucks for three hours in the restaurant, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nobody's standing there watching you like you're on stage. You're just background music while they're eating or drinking. Right. So, right. like my old singer, you know, a couple of times, he's like, dude, why don't you bring your guitar down and hang out? We'll do a couple of tunes and, you know, we'll do some some blues stuff or whatever. I'm like, uh, bring my guitar, bring my amp down. We're here on an island, you know, so it rains like, you know, five times a day. You know, the humidity's ridiculous. I'm like, uh you know, take my guitar out. It's like, I'm not in the mood for this. And then you're sitting and you got people, you know, coming up telling you, hey, play this. Hey, play that. You know? Yeah. Nah, no, nah, <laughs> you know, I get lost. I'm not doing this shit. Play some 50s music. Yeah, no, I'd rather blow my brains out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I'm a heavy metal guy. I'm not going to sit here, you know, start playing rock around the clock. It's just, that's not my gig, you know? Oh, man. So are you on all social media? You're you're on pretty much Facebook. You on all of that stuff or what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody can find me on my website, thissideofanarchy.com, and I've got all the links there. Yeah, I, I, I just find if there's too many, you're like, my Instagram is this, my TikTok is this, my YouTube is this, and my 
<laughs> yeah, they have link my trees. Twitter's this, and you're like, <laughs> go to my website. It's all right there. Yeah. <laughs> my SoundCloud is this. My Spotify is this. And you're like, oh, my I God. I always tell people that. Just, just hit me up on Google. It comes up. I'm the first four or five pages of Google. You know, I don't remember what half my handles. I don't know what the handles are for half of these things. I know. I like just saying, you know, this out of anarchy.com, and I got them all there. All right. So I got one more I want to hear. Uh, Dead Dream. What's the story behind this? Well, it's just, uh, it's about what used to be the California dream. Everybody used to come out here and, and make it, and things used to be affordable, and now you got living in a third world country over here, third world city, people living on the streets, yeah. bums everywhere. I mean, it's, I don't know. And people keep voting for the same shit. Yep. And you're like, okay. And it's like, all the, all the, no matter what it is, it's like, the problem is we need to spend more money on whatever the hell it is. Yeah, just throw cops, money at cops, it. Yeah. Cops, police, homelessness. Yeah. Whatever the hell your problem is, we need more money. Yeah. And, you know, schooling. Okay, yeah, we need more money for the schools. Yeah. All right, we got your money. And they do worse. Yep. Oh, uh, you know what the problem is? We need more money. That's what it is. <laughs> and you know what? They do worse. You know, I thought it's a and lot you know like- what else? And you know what the problem is? We need more money. And the problems get worse. And it's- the streets are bad. The streets are so terrible. You know what we need? We need more gas tax. <laughs> It's always like musicians. It's like, you know, you know, the music's not that good, so we need more money for more, better equipment. No, you, you need to practice a little more, dude. You said sucks. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what guitar you got, what amp you got, what recording equipment you got. Stop throwing money at it and start practicing and fix the problem. The problem is you. We're going to play Dead Dream. Check this out. is i gotta ask you it's like i i noticed um you're 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 old school punk rock you 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 write a lot of like uh what, what would you call them old man sayings 
old timer yeah. sayings. Yeah, old timer sayings, I guess, because uh, probably the first one came. I used to have this job work installing uh, radios in you know little airplanes. Okay. And the old and the old guy used to always say, he's, you know, you know, I'm sick and tired, and he's like, well, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> so I'm like, so later on, you know. You just, I think I've, I think that one's on my 1917 album. So you know, ten over ten, twenty years ago, I was like, I gotta make a song out of that. So, <laughs> so then you know, I just and then at, even at work at my work right now, they just they had, you have sayings, you know, like yeah. same old same old shit, different day, you know. Yep. And then uh, you used to hear the one uh, opinions are like assholes and they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> And then the old adage, the old adage, life sucks and then you die. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a song about it. So it's just whatever kind of comes into my head. Did you notice? Like, did you notice though that some 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 of the music today, like with, with a lot of these bands are putting out, artists are putting out, it's that whole whiny, you know, you know, nobody likes me, and you know, my girlfriend left me, and I don't seem to fit in, and. I mean, a, a, a song like that is is okay, but like I noticed some some artists like that's what every song is about that they put well, out, it, you know. Well, isn't that isn't that just country music? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if the phone don't ring, then you know it's me. <laughs> I've been so lonely since you left me. It's like you're still here. I know. <laughs> that type of shit. I used to work I, with a guy who used to play country music, and it's like every song was either the, the dog was dead, yep, yep. you know, or the truck wound start. It's like, yep. give me a fucking <laughs> break, man. Come on. <laughs> God, I cut you off. What were you saying? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I got another one I did was uh, just the old uh, computer language, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they, they rely on all the data from for global warming, but they don't realize <laughs> if, if you input the wrong data into your forecast, you're going to get the wrong information out. Out of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's true. And then, and then uh, what else? Uh, at work, we always used to, because they're, they're uh, you know, Mexicans, some of the Mexicans at work, and of course they're like, you're like, you want to hang on, wait a minute, you know? Hey, can you come over here? Wait a minute. You're like, uno momento, por favor. <laughs> so I made a song out of it. <laughs> we fucking can't. And if we can, we do. You can write about anything. I know. It's just like, I, a lot of, you know, I'm just not all political. <laughs> so pe- people get that connotation, but basically, my feeling is I just want to be left alone. That's my that, that's that's the aspect of my politics. That's my lifelong but, ambition at this point. Just but, leave me the fuck see, alone. But, but what I heard recently that made really a sense. But the thing is, they don't think that way. Mm-hmm. They're so whether you cared about it or not, they're going to try to control you. So you yes. have to, you have to care about it, or else you're going to get fucked. Yes. <laughs> so if, you know it's like oh, i don't care about politics i don't want to learn about politics i don't care well well you're just gonna get fucked anyway you just sit, yeah. put your put your head in the sand and get reamed up the ass the stuff that gets me is uh you you watch these youtube videos like uh mark dice and these guys uh, they go around to like the colleges and they ask these kids like questions you know it's like um 
you know, who fought in the Spanish-American War? And they're like, um, the Germans? You know, it's like, and these people, like, you know, have such strong opinions and vote and stuff. They don't mm-hmm. even know what fucking planet they're on. I saw one recently, like last week. I, I'm serious. They said, there was like, I was during, uh, during Veterans Day. And they're like, the one guy's like, I know the Vietnam War was fought in Korea. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just say what? Yeah. Name a city in China, uh, Tokyo. You know, it's like, but you know, that's even a far stretch. It's like they don't even know like simple stuff, like like here, like uh, you know, how many stars are on the American flag? They're like twenty-seven. Uh, it's like, like wow, man. It's like how do you not know this shit? I know it's sad. It really is, and but these yeah. are people who you know have very strong opinions and tell you what you should think, right? And what you should like and what you should do. Sort of like uh, Machine Gun Kelly now winning. Uh, what is that Rock Artist of the Year or something? He won. Are you serious? <laughs> he comes out with this purple suit on with nails all sticking out of it. It's like get the fuck out of here! Look like a total idiot. <laughs> he plays Tommy Lee in a movie. All of a sudden, he thinks he's an expert on like you know heavy metal music and shit. <laughs> oh dude dennis i want to thank you so much for coming on the show um this was a blast man oh thank you it was a long time coming um you know we definitely got to do it again for sure um yep. i got your skype number now so i'm famous for getting you know drunk with <laughs> other people doing an interview at two in the morning and then calling people so you can always yeah. hang up on me but i may call you yeah well i'm on pacific time so it'll be early for me yeah <laughs> yeah, two in the morning for me ain't too bad for you, right? What is that? Yeah, it's uh, only, 11 it's o'clock? Only, 11, it's only 11 o'clock. Just, like, just gets getting started. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, you got to keep it down. Your neighbors there are going to get, uh, you know, going to turn over in their graves if you make too much noise. <laughs> and tell them, tell those guys to stop peeing on your fence. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, man. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Backstage with Spike, episode 77. Be kind, be tolerant. Peace. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely face. Ready a room at the Hotel California. Any time of year, any time of year, you can find it here.